This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for 37 years as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hello, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and welcome to our show here from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. Today is the beginning of my 28th year on radio in the Kansas City area, and our show is now on in several cities around the country. Look forward to our growing list of cities this year as we move into 2019. And as I said, 28 years on radio consecutively, the last 18 here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. And I look forward to doing this show with you each week. We've grown a lot from the beginning back in 1992 when I started. The show was called The Mental Power Hour, and it's grown into this really interesting format, this talk radio format where we get into sports psychology, mindsets, attitudes, game plans, sportsmanship, the coach-parent relationship, the coach-athlete relationship, how you deal with pressure, how you deal with success. What do winning and losing really mean? What are the keys to success? I like to talk about preparation, focus, attitude, confidence, lots of words. We get into discussions on this show, and I take your calls. And there are a lot of ways you can get a hold of me on the show. Contact me at Twitter at at DRJ Sports Psych, at DRJ S-P-O-R-T-P-S-Y-C-H. You know, every week I try to bring up a topic that I think will be of interest to our listeners. And being that this is the beginning of our 28th year, did a lot of soul searching about the things I've talked about over the years. And one of the things that's hit me in the world of sports, how do you succeed? How do you fail? How do you, how do you really make it? It's January now. We're in the midst of the winter sports going on. The NFL playoffs are going on. The NBA, the NHL are in the midst of their seasons, college basketballs, getting into conference play, and winning and losing are important. How you succeed, how you fail. So in preparation for today's show, I went back and looked at some books and some articles that I have, and I wanted to read out of a book that I've had for quite a while. It's called The Path to Power by a guy named Mac Newton. Mac is one of the most remarkable people I've ever met. He's a personal trainer. I met him back in the 90s when he was working with the Chicago Cubs when I was working with uh, one of the Cubs pitchers. He's a health and fitness consultant. He has a seventh degree black belt, master instructor degree in Taekwondo, two-time world champion, despite two artificial hips and a steel plate in one knee that he got as a result of injuries in Vietnam. And he wrote this book about how he got to where he is. 
It's about attitude. It's about mindsets. But it sums up early on the book. There's a summarization of the book into five chapters, and I'd like to read these to you. Because when we talk about adversity, when we talk about success and failure, I think this really hits it on the head. If you're suffering from some kind of barrier in your life, in your sports life, in your personal life, are you dealing with it? Are you ignoring it? Are you confronting it? How do you handle it? And it's something we deal with in everything. If you have an injury, how's your rehab going? Are you getting better or are you not getting better? Are you having a confidence issue? Are you having trouble believing in your skills and abilities? What about your attitude? Do your teammates say you're more negative than positive? Do you get distracted when you're trying to concentrate when you're performing and where's your confidence at? Do you really believe in yourself and your skills? So let me sum up this book. He sums it up in, in five chapters. Chapter one, I walk down the street, there's a deep hole in the sidewalk and I fall in. I'm lost. It's dark and it feels hopeless. It's not my fault. It seems to take forever to find a way out. Chapter two, I walk down the same street, there's a deep hole in the sidewalk, I pretend I don't see it, I fall in again. I can't believe I'm back in the same place. It's dark, it's not my fault, and it still takes an awful long time to get out. Chapter three, I walk down the same street, there's a deep hole in the sidewalk, I see it's there, I still fall in. It's a habit. This time my eyes are open, I know where I am and I realize it's my fault. I get out more quickly. Chapter four, I walk down the same street. There's the deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. And chapter five, I walk down another street. I think that sums up in a lot of ways how we deal and look at things sometimes. I find with many, many people that I work with, not just in sports, but in life, the answer is right in front of you, but you don't see it. Because you're too jaded, you're too blinded by the negativity, the hostility, the angst that you're feeling. So today, what I would like to do is talk about how you overcome adversity, how you deal with stress, how you deal with that negativity in your life, in, in your sports life, your personal life, whatever. But if you're a coach, if you're an athlete, how do you handle pressure? How do you handle stress? How do you handle anxiety? How do you handle adversity? When things are thrown at you, when things aren't going well, the game's on the line. You've got to make that shot to, to get to overtime. You've got to get a hit to extend the game in extra innings. You need to sink that putt. You need to hit that, that serve in. How do you handle that situation? Maybe you're not feeling good. Maybe your confidence is, gone, is down or gone. Maybe you've got that negative attitude. Things aren't going your way. How do you handle it? How do you overcome it? That's what I want to get at today, dealing with adversity. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every week from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. As I said, today's the beginning of my 28th year on radio. The last 18 here at Sports Radio 810 WHB, our show's now on a number of cities around the country. And I'd like to hear from you. As an athlete, as a coach, how do you deal with adversity in your sports life, how does it affect you? How do you handle it? Maybe you've got some adversity in your personal life and it's affecting you as an athlete or a coach. 
I'd like to hear if you're a coach, if you're an athlete, if you're a parent. Have you been frustrated with your sport, with your team, with the teammate, with the coach? You're a coach, you're frustrated with your athletes. I'd like to hear from you. Give me a call. Let's talk about it. Let's find some solutions. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Are you an athlete, competitor, or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax, build confidence, and think more positively? Then the 20 Minutes to Success series of digital downloads and audio CDs from sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs are perfect for you. 20 Minutes to Success will teach you techniques to help you succeed. Dr. Jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus, confidence building, and positive visualization. The 20 Minutes to Success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming, running, tennis, and baseball. You can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation. For more information and to get 20 minutes to success on digital download or CD, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, to get 20 minutes to success, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. The world of youth sports has grown tremendously in the last few years, and with that growth comes questions. What's the right age to let my child start playing? When should winning and losing become important? And how can the youth sports experience be fun? These questions and many more are addressed head-on in sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs' book, Just Let Him Play, guiding parents, coaches, and athletes through youth sports. Written with Major League Baseball pitcher Jeff Montgomery and Hall of Fame swimming coach Peter Malone, Just Let Him Play tackles the issues that make youth sports increasingly difficult for parents, coaches, officials, and especially kids. Just Let Him Play explains the importance of winning and losing, success and failure, and why it's okay when not every athlete gets a trophy. For more information and to get your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, for your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. We first opened about 10 years ago. We were, we were small, just a few of us, but it was exciting. I always dreamt of having my own business. It was kind of slow at first, but things started picking up. We had big plans, but in our wildest dreams, we never, never thought we'd have this much work. Yeah, with so many businesses caught off guard by the storm, Reed Waste Management has never been busier. What will become of your business after a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency, and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now, before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, Visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council. Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter, Brooklyn, was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and, and it paid off. 
At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't even bother to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now I got to work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable. No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm here every week. We talk about the mental side of sports on the show. As I said, today is the beginning of my 28th consecutive year on radio. My 18th here at Sports Radio, 810 WHBR flagship station. Our show is now broadcast in several cities around the country. And I want to talk about adversity today. How do you deal with adversity? If you're an athlete, if you're a coach, if you're a competitor, how do you deal with those situations in sport? You have a teammate you don't get along with. The pressure's on. You're not winning. You're getting benched. You're not handling situations well. I want to hear from you. And you can send me a message on Twitter at at DRJ Sport Psych. At DRJ Sport Psych. Let's get some con- some calls in here. Let's get some conversation going about this because if you if you are a coach you've got to deal with these situations all the time you've got an athlete that's not happy you've got a parent that's not happy you've got a team that maybe isn't winning so what do you do if you're a coach how do you help your team get through that what if one of your athletes gets hurt they get an injury they sustain a serious injury and it affects the team that's one of the key contributors on the team how does that situation get rectified how do you deal with that coaches are wearing many hats in their role as a coach they're a guide a director a communicator a listener a mentor they're psychologists they're disciplinarians They've got to be good listeners. They've got to be straightforward. So when you have adversity, how do you handle it? I opened the show reading a summarization of the book, A Path to Power by Mac Newton about he falls in a hole, he doesn't realize he's there, and how he eventually finds a way to climb out of it. And I think with adversity in sports, we have to do that. One of the biggest issues that I've seen in my 38 years working as a sports psychologist, and I've had the privilege to work with athletes at all levels, from the Olympic and professional level, to collegiate level, down to youth sports. It's this whole issue of communication and being honest with yourself, first, first importantly, with yourself, then with the people on your team, with the athletes, with the parents, with everybody. And that honesty is a big issue. Because a lot of people have trouble being straightforward with their athletes. They want to tell them what they want to hear. They oftentimes don't tell them what they need to hear. So 
Let's get some calls in here. Let's get a conversation going. If you're a coach, how do you handle adversity with your team, with your players, with the parents? What do you do when you have an upset parent? They're not happy about how often their child is playing. I just had a high school basketball player in this week. Saw him for the first time. He's got big-time issues with the coach. There's respect issues going on. The coach made him sign a contract basically stating that he was going to act appropriately. But it didn't say what act appropriately was. And the coach basically, I think, is is, he needs to do something with this young man to try to get them on the same page. But as we sat and talked about it, it seemed to be a setup for this young man to be kicked off the team. Because it was very subjective about what acting appropriately was. So how do you handle a situation with an athlete if you're a coach? When it's not going well. And if you're an athlete and you have a coach where you're not getting along too well, whether you don't agree with how often you're playing, the way you're playing, what they're telling you, what do you do about it? Do you say anything? Do you complain behind the coach's back? Or do you sit down with the coach and say, I've got a problem? I had another young athlete this week, a gymnast who's going to be competing in college. She's got an issue with her coach. Her coach lost one of her assistant coaches in the gym. It's a club, gymnastics club. The coach has apparently been pretty negative, pretty down, yelling and screaming, not positive. This young lady is just having issues with all this because she's trying to go there and enjoy herself and get better, but she says the atmosphere is really negative. So I said, I'd like you to go meet with the coach I think you need to sit down with the coach and talk to her. So she did, and her mom called me after the meeting and said, well, the coach told her to take a month off. Take a month off? Leave? That's not solving it. That's running away from it. In my opinion, that's the worst thing she could have done. That athlete and the coach should have sat down, and the coach should have said, well, why are you not happy? What's going on here that's making you feel like this? How can we make it better? What do I need to do as a coach to get better? What do you need to do as an athlete to get better? How are we going to make this a better situation for all of us? Not tell her to leave the gym for a month and take a month off. You know, back in the 80s, that that was called copping out, giving up, quitting. That's why in this book, as I read earlier in the show, Mac Newton, the personal trainer, instead of falling in the hole and not realizing how he got out of there, He walked down another street so he wouldn't fall in the hole. All right, I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'd like to hear from you. If you're a coach and you've got adversity on your team, you're having difficulty with an athlete, I want to hear from you. Let's see if we can figure out a way to help you solve that problem. If you're an athlete and you've got a problem with one of your teammates, with your coach, or how your parents are dealing with you after a game, I'd like to hear from you. Is the ride home a very very uncomfortable one for you because your mom or dad's ragging on you about the way you played and you don't want to talk about it? If you're a parent and you're in that car driving home and you're frustrated after watching your daughter play and you know she's better, do you start jumping all over her or do you wait till you get home and wait till things calm down? Adversity in sports is a big issue. All right, let's get some calls in here. I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach, if you're an athlete, if you're an official. You know, I have officials call the show quite frequently. You've got to deal with adversity all the time. 
Because let's face it, if you're an official, a referee, an umpire, and nobody talks about you after the game, nobody even knew you were there, that means everybody thought you did your job. But that one bad call, that one call that shouldn't have been called or people everybody disagrees with, you never stop hearing about it, do you? Sports is full of these situations. How we handle it, how we're trained to deal with it, how we overcome it is a big, big issue. And throughout my 38 years of work as a sports psychologist, this is something I've seen all the time. Specifically, athletes and coaches not being on the same page. Why are they not on the same page? Oftentimes because the communication isn't clear. Things aren't laid out initially straightforward. I think it's real important if you're a coach, if you're an athlete, to be able to sit down with your coach or teammates and talk about what's going on and come up with a solution. Don't look for excuses. Don't look for for reasons about why it won't work. Look for reasons why it will. If you've played sports, you've dealt with this before. What is a situation you've had to deal with that's been an adverse situation, a difficult situation, a frustrating situation for you? Is that if you're not playing? I had a young man in last week, another high school basketball player, who's a sophomore, feels he should be playing on the JV, if not the varsity, and the coach says, I don't like your attitude, so he stuck, stuck him on the sophomore team where he's excelling. We've sat and talked about his attitude. He's an introvert. He doesn't express himself very much. So I've told him he needs to go talk to the coach and say, look, coach, here's the deal. Here's the way I am. And it's not that I don't care, not that I don't try. I'm just not a very outgoing, expressive person. I guess I need to work on that. I guess I need to talk more. I need to express myself more. I'll do that. Well, he's a little bit scared to say that to the coach because he's afraid how the coach will react. This goes back to the whole issue I started off with communication. All right, I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Today is the beginning of my 28th year on radio here at Sports Radio 810 WHB, our 18th year here, and our show syndicated around the country in a lot of cities. I want to hear from you. We're talking about adversity. How do you deal with it? I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Are you an athlete, competitor, or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax, build confidence, and think more positively? Then the 20 Minutes to Success series of digital downloads and audio CDs from sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs are perfect for you. 20 Minutes to Success will teach you techniques to help you succeed. Dr. Jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus, confidence building, and positive visualization. The 20 Minutes to Success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming, running, tennis, and baseball. You can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation. For more information and to get 20 minutes to success on digital download or CD, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, to get 20 minutes to success, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. There are many sounds in your day-to-day life. There are sounds that wake you up. 
Sounds that make you smile. <laughs> Sounds that energize you. And sounds that help you relax. But there are some sounds that can alert you to danger and can help save lives. Wireless emergency alerts, now on many mobile devices, use a unique sound and vibration to bring you information about severe weather events, amber alerts, or other emergencies in your area. With critical information from local sources you know and trust, you can be in the know, wherever you are. For more information, visit ready.gov alerts. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. As an 18-year-old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. I was 0.5 credits away from completing high school, and I didn't do it. Ten years later, at age 28, Jackie finished her high school diploma. When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter has just been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Um, hello, it's me, the designer jeans in your closet, the back of your closet. What am I doing here? Would you keep caviar in the back of your fridge with the ketchup and old milk? Yeah, I don't think so. So, what happened to us? I mean, have you seen my label? I used to summer in the Hamptons, and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Sure, I never really fit you quite right, and one of my pockets is so small you can't even squeeze your hand into it. But it's all about the look. And I look good. I need to get back out on the scene, so I can be seen. You know, going to fancy parties, getting expensive iced coffees, Sunday fun days, okay? So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create new jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and welcome to our show here from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. Today is the beginning, as I said earlier, of my 28th consecutive year on radio here in the Kansas City area. The last 18 years here at Sports Radio 810 WHB, and we're on a number of cities around the country now, and the show's growing and looking forward to accumulating a lot more stations in our family of stations this year. Today's topic is the issue of adversity. And I want to hear from you. No one's called in yet. I'd like to find out from you, if you're a coach, if you're an athlete, if you're an official, how do you deal with adversity in sports? How do you deal with an adverse situation on your team, a a team you're playing against? How do you deal with getting frustrated? 
we all have to handle it at some point. You know, as Forrest Gump said, life is not always a box of chocolates, but you don't know what you're going to get. And so I think when it comes to playing sports, you have game plans, you're prepared, but you need to have backup plans. You need to be prepared for negativity. You need to be prepared for situations that don't go your way. I started the show by reading a summarization of the book, A Path to Power, by personal trainer Mac Newton. Really interesting book. And a summarization of the book in f- five short chapters about how he walks down a street and falls in a hole. And eventually, with the, f- the fifth chapter, decides to walk down a different street so he doesn't walk down the hole. So how do you deal with adversity? It's called looking in the mirror. It's called being honest. It's being confronting yourself. And I think it's really important. Maybe, you know, when it comes to sports, to succeed, to accomplish your goals, to get where you want to go, you've got to find a way to deal with it. So I just got a message on Twitter. Hey, Doc, I coached a private school soccer team for one season as a volunteer, and I ended up having a lot of adversity with the athletic director there. This person had been fired from the previous school that I and many of my players were previously affiliated with as well. She made it extremely difficult for my players to stay eligible with their grades, seeing as she taught quite a few of their classes. Well, that's interesting. This issue didn't really get resolved and was the main reason I didn't come back to coach the second time. But I would just like to hear your thoughts on teachers, administration, who abuse their power over students and other faculty when it pertains to sports. That's an interesting one. That's from Adam. And you can reach me at Twitter also at at DRJ Sport Psych, at DRJ S-P-R-T-P-S-Y-C-H. I'll tell you, Adam, that's an interesting one. I had a college golfer who was in a business school at a very prominent school here in the area. He was the fifth-year senior, and he had to take a class in the business school that was only offered every other year. It was only offered in the spring. Well, the professor in the in the class told him the first day of class, this is a member of the golf team, a required class. He said, every day of class you miss, your grade is docked a third of a letter. Well, this guy's on the golf team. It's spring. Guess what? He's going to miss a number of classes. So he went up to the professor after the class, and this is a, a guy with a straight A average who was an excellent golfer told the professor his situation, and his, the professor's response was, well, I guess you need to drop the class. Ended up getting to where one of the administrators in the chancellor's office had to deal with this professor to make him allow this student to take the class. It went from the coach to the athletic director to the administration. You know, I think it's important that people cooperate. A lot of people who teach who don't know anything about sports, oftentimes don't respect athletes for what they're doing. And at the same time, a lot of athletes want to get the easy way out because of their sport. So it's a two-way street. But this goes back, once again, to me, to communication. How you communicate, Adam, as a coach. You, you, know, you, you said here uh, you, you coached at a private school soccer team for one season as a volunteer and ended up having adversity with athletic director, and you dealt with this athletic director before. Obviously, she, as an athletic director, didn't seem to care as much 
And so I think that's where you got to decide, well, what's best for me? If she's not going to work with me, where do I go? I mean, I had a baseball player this past spring that I saw, high school baseball player, as a junior, before a game, was told by his coach, this is the top pitcher on the team, who's actually has a full-ride scholarship now to a college. He's a senior this year and is going to probably get drafted in the Major League Draft uh, this coming summer. His high school coach told him, as soon as you walk a guy, you're out of the game. He told him that before a game. Well, why would you tell one of your pitchers, as soon as you walk a guy, you're coming out? Well, he walked the first battery faced on a full count, and the coach came out and took him out of the game. And his mom went ballistic on, on the stands, cursed at the coach, jumped off the stands and left, which obviously wasn't good either. And they had to have a meeting. They came and met with me. Actually, that's what precipitated them coming into my office. They came and met with me, and I said, you guys need to sit down with this coach and get this worked out. And they did. It was not a very pretty conversation. They had the athletic director there as well. And the coach said, look, I'm the coach. I can do what I want. And they got into this whole conversation. Well, so as soon as you do something wrong, you're done. You can't learn. Failure is part of sports. It's part of life. It's part of what we do. How you handle it, how you deal with it, how you react to it, it's all part of the game. All right, I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every week talking about the mental side of sports on the show. As I said, today is the beginning of my 28th year on radio here in the Kansas City area, and our show is now heard around the country in a number of cities. And I'd like to hear from you. No one's called in yet today. I want to hear from you. If you are an athlete, you're a coach, you're an official, how do you deal with adversity in your sport? What do you do if you're not getting along with a teammate? What do you do if you guys aren't on the same page? How do you handle that situation? Do you just ignore them? Do you avoid them? Do you confront them? If you're a coach and you have an athlete who is not on the same page with you, you're not getting along very well. They don't like the way you're handling them. They're getting upset at the way you're dealing with them. What do you do? Do you pull them aside? You know, discipline is a, is a big thing with this. And I know there are a lot of coaches who discipline. They discipline athletes a lot of times. You got to go run. Well, okay, maybe that's going to get them in better shape. But does that solve the problem? And oftentimes, for many athletes, I see when they're told they have to go run, then they hate running. So is that really a solution? I don't think it is. All right, but I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach. And you've got an athlete on your team you're not getting along with, or you are an athlete and you haven't got along with your coach, how did you handle that? If you have a teammate you're not getting along with, what do you do? Do you ignore them? Do you get in their face? Get in a fight? Scream at them, yell at them, don't say anything? Give them the silent treatment? What's the best way to handle it? I talked about the importance of communication, and that's the key thing. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. The world of youth sports has grown tremendously in the last few years. And with that growth comes questions. What's the right age to let my child start playing? 
When should winning and losing become important? And how can the youth sports experience be fun? These questions and many more are addressed head-on in sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs' book, Just Let Him Play, guiding parents, coaches, and athletes through youth sports. Written with Major League Baseball pitcher Jeff Montgomery and Hall of Fame swimming coach Peter Malone, Just Let Him Play tackles the issues that make youth sports increasingly difficult for parents, coaches, officials, and especially kids. Just Let Him Play explains the importance of winning and losing, success and failure, and why it's okay when not every athlete gets a trophy. For more information and to get your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to winnersunlimited.com and click Products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click Products. One more time, for your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to winnersunlimited.com and click Products. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Excuse me, I know you have a nine o'clock, so I'll keep this short. I'm the business suit in the back of your closet. You wore me nearly every day before your office went, quote, casual. I used to be the CEO of your closet. Now I'm just that one intern no one ever talks to. I always thought you'd circle back with me, get granular, keep me in the pipeline. But nada, nothing. Don't you remember the McKittrick presentation? You spilled coffee on me, and I still looked amazing during the breakout talkback Q&A. So, I think it's time for me to move on. I've got a great resume, and I absolutely crush it in interviews, okay? Let's make this a clean break. Shift the paradigm. The only thing I ask is that you think outside the box here and do this. Take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create new jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and welcome to our show here from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. As I started off earlier saying, today's the beginning of my 28th year on radio here in the Kansas City area, our 18th year here at Sports Radio 810 WHB, and our second year now getting our show to a lot of cities around the country. I'm currently on in several cities, and our list is growing of cities that are taking the show on and looking forward to expanding the show as we move into 2019. You know, every week I try to bring up a topic that I think will be worthwhile to talk about. We haven't had any calls yet, but, you know, this whole issue of adversity in sports, it's there. Everybody has to deal with who plays sports. How you handle winning, how you handle losing, 
how you deal with things when you don't play well, when you are playing well, when you don't get to play, when you get to play too much, you have a teammate you don't get along with, a coach you don't get along with, how do you handle it? You can get a hold of me on Twitter at, at DRJ Sports Psych, as Adam did earlier in the show talking about the athletic director that he uh, has coached for who apparently didn't uh, see eye to eye with him about things. You know, in sports, we all have different opinions. Everybody thinks they think they know what's right. A coach's job is to wear many hats. A coach's job is to guide, to direct, to instruct, to reinforce, to help, to, to most importantly, be straightforward. And we're not always going to agree with everything your coach says. You're not always going to agree with everything your teammates say. So what do you do when you have that adversity? If you're a coach, you have an athlete you're not getting along with, how do you handle it? Do you confront them? Do you ignore them? Do you avoid them? What's the best way to deal with it? It's an important way of looking at all this, and it's maybe one of the most essential things to success and failure in sports. All right, let's go to the phones. Let's see what Sarah has to say. Sarah, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Dr. Jacob. How are you today? I'm great. Well, thank you for calling in. You brought up a uh, really good topic. Uh, This book that you mentioned sounds very interesting to me. It's called The Path to Power by Mac Newton. Yeah, it's, it's a very good book. Okay, and I want to ask you a few questions. Do you think that he's talking about himself as far as his own negative thinking? Yes. Uh, the, the book is about what happened to him after he came back from Vietnam. He got injured seriously over there, was in a hospital in Chicago, and was stuck in a bed. And a Taekwondo master came in to see him who had heard about him because uh, Mac had been in Taekwondo before uh, his injury. And this, this master instructor came in and asked him, why, why are you here? And he said, dude, man, I've been shot up. And he's like, well, why don't you get out of here? He goes, I can't, can't get out of here. I'm, I've, I've been shot. I'm hurt. He said, I thought you were a special person. You're not special. He left. Well, he came back a couple weeks later and challenged him to get out of the hospital. He said, I thought you were a special guy. You're not special. You're just sitting here feeling sorry for yourself. So that ticked him off so much. He got out of, you know, he said two weeks later, he got up and got out of the hospital and went on to accomplish his goals. Like I said, he is a two-time world champion in Taekwondo and a seventh-degree black belt master instructor, despite having a steel plate in one knee and two artificial hips. So I would say that that challenged him right there. Well, I'd be interested to read the book, but from what I would take from a situation like that, is that he had to become aware of his own condition and then take the steps needed through determination. He had to have mental toughness. He had to have a very positive and optimistic outlook on himself, use his support system. A guy came and counseled him, and this helped him be aware of his own negativity and to not only not fall in it and stay in it, but, but to be aware to dodge it and to continue to succeed. And that just comes from knowledge and awareness and the mastery of self. Well, I think, Sarah, you're hitting that right on the head. And, and as I discussed in the, in the summarization of the book, 
you know, first he walks down the street, falls in a hole, and doesn't know how to get out. And then at the end, he walks down a different street to deal with the issue. You know, the, the bottom line is, you know, you fall in a hole, there is a rope to pull yourself out right in front of you, but you don't see it. And many people don't see the solution because they're too jaded or grounded or clouded by their negativity. And so I think what he was basically saying was he had to look in the mirror and this this individual came in and challenged him, forced him to look in the mirror, forced him to deal with the adversity and to confront himself and to move on. I think that's 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 what you're you're getting at here. I agree. Well, listen, thank you very much for your call. I appreciate it. You have a great day and uh, appreciate your comments today. Thank you. If you're a coach. Still got plenty of time left in the show to hear from you. If you're a coach and you've had an athlete on your team who you didn't get along with or maybe you're having issues with, how did you solve it? If you're an athlete and you have a coach who you're not on the same page with, what do you do about it? You know, I talked earlier about the importance of communicating. You've got to be honest and open with yourself first and foremost and then the people you work with. Let's see what Ryan has to say. Ryan, thank you for calling in. How are you today? Doing well. How are you? Great. Get your thoughts. Um, yeah, so I was a um, uh, high school baseball coach, uh, formerly spent about seven or eight years, and um, had a couple uh, students and players that you know, uh, had to uh, kind of work with. Uh, one in particular, um, he, was, he was just a natural talent, great kid. Um, from an athletic standpoint, um, but because of that, uh, he, you know, saw himself as above a lot of the things that that were required um, just to be a, a teammate. But he wanted to be on varsity and never really had the chance to do that. And it was because of you know because of the way he carried himself. He, you know, getting equipment out to start practice. Um, it, just anything that a, a team captain or a leader should do, he saw himself as above it, but then never took responsibility for why, you know, one, he would get pinched at times or would, never had an opportunity to play on varsity. So I saw it as my role, and I think the role of, of a leader, of a coach, is to always be a part of the solution, never exacerbate the problem. Um, so what I felt was necessary for him was a lot of what you're talking about here. Uh, I had to hold up the mirror for him. Um, I had to help him see how his actions were, what were getting in the way of, of the progress and, and getting to where he wanted to be. So what I did is I sat down with him and we had a conversation and uh, I compared him to the team captain on the varsity team, which happened to be uh, played the same position. So, started asking questions like when you see him at practice what does he do when you see him getting uh getting practice started what does he do uh now do you see yourself doing those same things and it took a little while to break down those barriers but once he started you know uh coming to to terms with the fact that he was nowhere close um to the type of teammate and, and leader of this other kid now we were able to start to develop a plan of, okay, at the beginning of practice, here are your responsibilities that you, that you need to do, and um, during practice, here are the things that we need to do. And so it was a very clear plan of, of action to 
take. What do you, one, what do you, Ryan? What do you think it took for him to realize that? Um, it was being real. It was being. It was communicating. It was um, uh, again. It was holding up the mirror uh, to him so he could see where his actions were not uh, the same as what we expect from a leader, from somebody that we want to have as part of our team. Uh, just talking about you know respect to teammates and uh, doing very like you know just. Well, what you're, I think what you're getting at here, and, and we're losing so you on our signal here. Like that, yeah, so. you're coming back. You know, I, I think Ryan, what you're what you're getting at is, as a coach, you took the initiative to confront him on what was going on, and 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 basically gave him an opportunity to look at why he wasn't where he needed to be and what he needed to do, and then it was up to him to decide to do it or not. We had to have a clear plan. It was, you know, you had a. A story earlier of act appropriately. If I would have said, "Well, you're not where you need to be. You need to act appropriately," then uh, we wouldn't have gotten anywhere. So it 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 was required to draw that straight correlation to um, the kid that was on varsity that that was the leader. What are the clear actions and steps that that kid is taking now? How can you? fulfill that same role and do those same things. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, listen, I want to thank you for calling in today. I appreciate it very much, and you have a great day. It sounds like you're doing a great job as a coach. Continue. Good luck to you. Appreciate it. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. We're here every week from our flagship station, Sports Radio 10 WHB in Kansas City. Our show is syndicated, as I said, around the country, and there are a lot of ways you can reach me. If you enjoy this show, it's podcasted here at Sports Radio 10 WHB. It's podcasted on my website, which is winnersunlimited.com. You can get a hold of me at my office. Give me a call there at 816-561-5556. Give me a call there with a question or comment. Follow me on Twitter at drjsportspsych, at drjsportpsych, or send me an email at my website at drjwinnersunlimited.com. Hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Stay focused, stay positive. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. You've been listening to the Sports Psychology Hour. For more information, go to winnersunlimited.com. Are you an athlete, competitor, or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax, build confidence, and think more positively? Then the 20 Minutes to Success series of digital downloads and audio CDs from sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs are perfect for you. 20 Minutes to Success will teach you techniques to help you succeed. Dr. Jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus, confidence building, and positive visualization. The 20 Minutes to Success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming, running, tennis, and baseball. You can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation. For more information and to get 20 minutes to success on digital download or CD, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, to get 20 minutes to success, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college. So 
I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter, Brooklyn, was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't have even bothered to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now I got to work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable. No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. We first opened about 10 years ago. We were, we were small, just a few of us, but it was exciting. I always dreamt of having my own business. It was kind of slow at first, but things started picking up. We had big plans, but in our wildest dreams, we never, never thought we'd have this much work. Yeah, with so many businesses caught off guard by the storm, Reed Waste Management has never been busier. What will become of your business after a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency, and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now, before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council.